0: reputation is earned. We are doing a study right now of the life of Samuel. Reputation, reputation is earned. See, I've been saying and sharing with you how God is raising up the remnant who will not trust in idols or swear by idols, false, false gods, right? God is raising up the remnant. We are the remnant. If God is raising up the remnant, which I believe he is, then in the raising of the remnant, we have to learn how to how to go in areas that God has prepared, but most people won't touch. If he's raising up the remnant, he wants to train us how to really go in the pure, unadulterated places that God has called his church to be, his bride to be. But because it doesn't fit the cultural norm, many don't even know it's available. Or if they do, it seems too foreign and they're afraid. Or whatever their reason might be, they don't press in, right? yeah but but i do believe god is raising up the remnant and i do believe that in that raising up there's a training ground and that's what we're in right now because that's why we're studying the life of samuel to make some parallels because we want to live our lives to really walk in the in the places that he is that he has called us to they're rich they're dripping with honey they're rich they're dripping with oil they're rich they're beautiful they're incredible they're not of this world but it's available for us and so Yes, Lord, you are raising the remnant, raising them up. In Psalm 24, 3 and 4, it says, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? I mean, think about that. Who can stand in the holy place of God? And the Bible goes on to say, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust In an idol or swear by a false God. Psalms 24, 3 and 4. Who can stand in his holy place? What have we been doing all morning long? Standing in his holy place. Standing in his holy place. Pressing into his holiness. We're called, guys, to be holy. The church is called to be holy not corrupt we're called to be holy it's something we choose we choose holiness we don't choose compromise we we don't choose mixture we don't choose the world's entertainment We, we don't choose to look and act like the world or maybe even other places of worship that want to act like the world. We don't choose to look like everybody else. We want to look like Jesus. We want to be like him. We want to model after him. We want to press into his heart and let him truly lead, have ears to hear, so that when he says, stop a little longer and just pray, or when he says, okay, move into this song, or go and do this and go and do that, that we're listening, so that he is truly the one that's orchestrating, and it is. Him orchestrating. A beautiful symphony. He's orchestrating. So we have to learn that our walk, and not just here in church, but our lives, even outside of this building, right? Our lives need to be like that beautiful, beautiful, that this composition, that God is the composer. This beautiful symphony that He is, he is composing, but, but we have to be hearing so that we can follow along and be in agreement, right? So... Yes, reputation is earned. We are called to be holy, not corrupt. Eli did not teach his children. He did not correct his children when he knew his sons were doing things in the house of God that were so ungodly and unbiblical. And therefore, there was a pronouncement, a judgment on both Eli and his sons. They were, Eli was a priest, we're priests. Kings and priests, yes. ministering before the Lord. And so we need to keep our focus. We need to be reminded we're here to serve, honor, and give complete surrender unto the king, and it's not about us. Anything in our lives that don't line up with his will, we need to get rid of it. We need to say, Lord, forgive me. I don't want anything that doesn't please you. I want my life to represent you well. Amen. Both Samuel Samuel ministered before the Lord even as a child, right? And he grew. Let's, let's turn to 1 Samuel 2. 1 Samuel 2, 18 and, and verse, verse 18 and verse 26. It says, but Samuel ministered before the Lord even as, a, even as a child, and he grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and with men. And so in 1 Samuel 2, verse 18 says, but Samuel ministered before the Lord even as a child right? Wearing a linen ephod. That's verse 18. And in verse 26, it says, and the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor, both with the Lord and with men. When you grow in favor with the Lord, you grow in favor with men. He will see to it. That doesn't mean everyone will like or understand or be okay with what you're doing, but that does mean that there will be those that God has drawn into you. You will see the favor of God upon your life, even with men, right, even with certain people. So we've got Eli that chose his way, and we have Samuel that chose, even as a child, to minister before the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, which we're going to get into on Saturday, but 1 Samuel chapter 4, crisis fell on the Israelites, and the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines. That's what we're, we're getting into and we're going into. Well, what did the people do? They should have sought out the person that was seeking the Lord. They should have sought out after Samuel, not Eli, not the elders. They sought, but instead, they sought out after the elders. See, Eli had been replaced. Let the church hear. Eli was replaced for not following after the will of God. Should have been asking Samuel, who had the spirit of the Lord upon him, to direct their steps. Samuel would have went to the Lord and pleaded on their behalf to get the instruction from the Lord. We don't ever want to go and get counsel from the wicked or the ungodly. Because that's a sure road to destruction. It's a sure road, right? So God raised up someone else because Eli was not hearing his voice. Why? Why? He became unfamiliar with the voice of God and he lost his intimacy with the Lord. When you become unfamiliar with the voice of God, it's because you've lost your intimacy. You're not in the word as you should be. And you've lost, your prayer life isn't where it should be. So you've lost the intimacy, the ability to hear his voice, right? And so because of this, he lost his intimacy. He lost his ability to really hear. God raised up somebody else. Someone who would hear his voice and speak only what the Lord truly said. Someone who would live ready. Do you know how important it is to live ready, church? It is important that we live ready. See, because you can't play catch up with God. When he says, I, I have an assignment for you, you got to be ready. There was no time for Eli to now go back and play catch up with God because there was too much time that had passed and God rose up somebody else. He, wrote, he, he literally trained someone else. Now, now don't You know, be but God is merciful. Of course he's merciful, you guys. Of course, we serve a merciful God. But we also serve a God that is just. And we serve a God that is watching. And he gives us many, many opportunities to repent and make things right. Of course he does. But let's not be the type of person that needs to have all these opportunities to repent and make it right before you finally wake up. Because for some, they never do. Some never do. It's a sad thing. It is a sad thing in the church when God has given some, a pastor or a minister the responsibility to lead the flock correctly, to shepherd, to pastor the flock in the right way, to correct where it's needed, to, to love, to nurture, to build up. It's a disaster and it's, it's demonic, it's vile, when instead they take that position that should have been a, a position of pure surrender before the Lord so that purity could come out of their mouths. And instead, it becomes a power struggle and an abuse of power to where, it, to where people fall because of inappropriate behavior. And that is what was happening with Eli's sons, inappropriate sexual behavior. We already read that. We already, this is a couple of services ago. You can go back and listen to them. So Samuel was raised up. Samuel walked in favor with God because he was obedient to not allow himself to be profaned, even though he lived in a house where compromise was all around. You know, what happens here in these services and the, how God moves, his holiness that we see, it's like it fills you. And he's, he's purifying. He's purifying. His holiness, like, gets deposited, right, on the inside of you. So where you are being changed, like literally being changed. So then when you are going about doing what you're called to do, you will, you will be confronted with those that don't walk as you're walking. And there you'll see the difference, but you have a choice to make, like Samuel made. You have a choice to make. Whom will you serve? We're called to walk holy. We're called to speak for truth. We're called to walk in love, but we're called to walk above. In other words, above, there's a standard and we don't lessen the standard. The standard is the word of God. And so, as I said, he's crowned us in this year, and the word says in Psalms 65, 11, and I believe that's a word for us, crowned us with abundance, the goodness of the Lord, and God is raising up his remnant but he's also preparing us to really stand. Because you, you think that it's difficult now, but when it gets when it gets even more wicked, when 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 the heat gets turned up even more, are you prepared to stand? Well, I believe this is what God is doing right now. He's preparing us. He's preparing us not just to stand when it's in the day of evil when it's even more it's evil now but in, even, even more no it's that's not the only reason that he, when, why he's doing what he's doing but I do believe he's also raising up those that are so lovesick for Jesus that they they wouldn't have it any other way they can't have it any other way they've gone too far they've tasted of his love they don't want to have it any other way they're truly sold out I believe he's really raising up remnants that are truly sold out And when they're misunderstood or unliked or whatever from others, it doesn't doesn't affect you anymore like it used to affect you. It doesn't sting anymore. Instead, you see the depravity upon this individual. And your heart actually goes out to them in compassion instead of taking it personally. Does anybody hear what I'm saying right now? We're not going to take it personally when they don't understand your walk. Instead, there's a a compassion that you have towards these individuals because you see the shallowness. Amen. not saying we're up here and they're down here. I'm saying we've chosen to really press into God and what he has done in our lives Amen. is evident. Yeah. And it'll be evident also to those that have not chosen the same level of devotion to Jesus, but that should cause our hearts to actually pray for them and to see they can't but say and do what they're doing. The depth of The depths of their walk isn't, isn't where it should be because they're choices. Once again, it always comes down to the choice that we make. God gives us choices. He's not saying, I want you to walk in this great depth of the love of God, but for you, mm, you're never going to make it. That's not the love of God. He gives us all the opportunity to choose, just not everybody chooses well. So reputation. Okay, let's go to 1 Samuel 3 and 20. Because the Lord says he established Samuel as a prophet, as a prophet unto the Lord. So 1 Samuel 3 and in verse 20, it says here, and all Israel, from Dan to Bersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. He was established, in other words, it was confirmed, and, and it was he was appointed as the prophet of the Lord. Look at verse 21. And the Lord, it says, then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel. The Lord revealed himself to this man of God. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you're revealing yourself to us. And it says, he revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. He revealed himself. We want God to continue to reveal himself to us as he is establishing us, as he is literally establishing, he's confirming and he is appointing you to walk as those that will not compromise because, you, because of what he has done already, you know he is too good. And then it says, And the word of Samuel came to all of Israel. The word of Samuel Came to all of Israel. We're going to stop right there because we're going to get right into the battle and we'll see when they got into the battle how they went and sought after the elders' opinions instead of who they should have. We need to be people that our reputation is God's reputation. Do others seek you out in times of crisis for you to pray? That's one way you can see and know My goodness, Lord, you're moving in and through me. You're you're confirming your call in my life. When when people start to seek you out on their behalf, do you go to prayer for them? It's an opportunity for you to become established in the presence of the Lord. Not in the eyes of men, in the eyes of God. So hear me, I'm not talking about being established in the eyes of men. We're not men pleasers. We're not going to be a man pleaser. We're we're not going to have the fear of... Of, of, you know, being rejected by people. I'm talking about pleasing God. I'm talking about being a, a person that honors God, that wants to give their life completely and in every area. So when people come and ask you for prayer on their behalf, will you pray? And not because you carry a title. It has nothing to do with titles. It has nothing to do with positions. It has everything to do with because you're a lover of the Most High God. It should have everything to do with because you know the Lord your God, and you're grateful and you want to do all unto him. So your reputation is growing. What is your reputation? In Proverbs 22:1, it says, "A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. A good name is to be chosen Amen. instead of great riches." So we wanna choose well, we wanna choose well who we associate with, we wanna choose well how we are, we wanna choose well, we wanna make sure that we pray, we wanna make sure that we pray for others, we wanna make sure that we take everything to the Lord in prayer because he sees, not because of man, but because he sees. Do people know that when they ask you for prayer that you go into the presence of God and that God hears you and even reverses some things and even blesses other people because of you. You guys, this is, you have to understand. This is not, I'm not trying to puff you up. Oh, you're so great because of you. He's changing other people. This is a spiritual principle though. Okay, we're going we're to get into this in a moment here. To walk as one that is so reverent to the Lord and have the fear of the Lord to know that as I seek him on, the, on behalf of other people, God will bless them, even sometimes in spite of them. Amen. How many of you guys can say, I've experienced that? How many of you? Yeah. Some of us, yeah. We've experienced that doesn't cause you to get puffed up. If you've truly experienced that, it does not cause you to get puffed up. It does bring a holy fear. It brings a holy awe and a holy fear, but this is, as true believers, mature believers, what we're called to do for others. Because guess what? I believe there was a point in time when this was done unto us as well. You may have not known. Maybe you never found out, but it was. I believe that God does that. So going behind the veil, or beyond the veil, to hear from God so that other people are blessed, and we think about Joseph. I always think about Joseph. What a great example in Genesis 39, 5. Genesis 39, 5. This is when Joseph was put in charge of the house and everything that Potiphar owned, the Lord blessed the people in Potiphar's house because of Joseph. He blessed the people in Potiphar's house because of somebody else, because of Joseph. And the Lord blessed everything that belonged to Potiphar, both in the house and on the field. Will you be that person that carries the name of the Lord so well that your reputation is they are one that pleases God? That should be our reputation, and that should be what we desire, is that they are one that pleases God. He's so good. And it was also with Samuel. Because we're studying the life of Samuel. After 400 years of bondage, God found someone that he could trust. Well, I believe that right here in this room, those that are some online, God has found individuals that he can trust. He can trust to really press into the, to the deep things of the Lord. And he can trust to really walk out the beautiful walk of Christ-like behavior, Christ-like heart. Right? Right? So the word of the Lord was rare at that time. This is in 1 Samuel 3 and verse 1. It says, now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. So there was no open vision. They had had drifted from the word of God, and so it was not widespread. It wasn't something that they thought about, right? Uh, But Samuel ministered before the Lord. He was called by God. And Samuel told Eli the word of the Lord, and that word was established, and and that's how he became established as a prophet, which we actually went through that already. It's in 1 Samuel 3, 16 and 20, if you want to reread it. But he was established as a prophet. And so when we pray, we have boldness, or we should have the boldness of the Lord as we enter into the Holy of Holies on behalf of yourself or someone else because of the blood of Jesus. And in Hebrews 10 and 19, starting in 19, it talks about this. It says, therefore, brethren, have boldness to enter the holiest place by the blood of Jesus, the Holy of Holies, have boldness. Well, that boldness is for yourself, and it's also for other people because you're being established. See, I'm being established. I'm being established as one who really pleases God. I'm being established in the house of the Lord. I'm being established with a reputation that God sees that is good, that God is pleased with. Thank you, Father. And so we have to be careful with people that try to, in situations like this where people try to establish themselves And they'll use all forms of words and titles like, you know, prophet or pastor or apostle or whatever they want to call it, you know, but they try to establish themselves. We have to be careful that we're not taken in to the deceit, uh, to the trickery and the schemes that there is in the church going on even today, all the time, but... There's so many, and it's really an edification of themselves, and it's a really of, look at me, aren't I good? I can rattle off phone numbers. I can, I can rattle off, I can tell your address, and so how is this bringing glory to God, or is it bringing glory to you? And like I mentioned the other day, on one of my lives, and I said, you know, you've got people that will prophesy, this is the year for you to buy land. Now, he's talking generally to anybody and everybody that's listening, Hey, is that word truly from God? Well, maybe it might be. It might be a word from the Lord, but I'm pretty sure it would be a word from the Lord if it was one to a select group of people, not a general word that you would just say to anybody, so that anybody that just puts, you know, clicks on your video, ah, oh, this is the year that God is, is releasing land, and, he, and this is the year. So therefore, I'm gonna walk in the land, I'm gonna buy that land, I'm gonna purchase those homes, and I, 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 me, 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 puffed up, puffed up, puffed up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is not prophecy. This is witchcraft, you guys. It's witchcraft. Call it what it is. It's deception. You've got to be careful, especially if you're going to say something, oh, this is of God. Because you are also going to be accountable for the words that come out of your mouth. We have to be the mature bride of Christ, not one that's going to lead people astray. And people get led astray. It's not good. You don't want their blood on your hands. If you have a word and you believe it's a word from God, you need to also ask the Lord whom you are to deliver it to. And if you're delivering it as a corporate as a corporate word, then you need to make sure you put enough parameters on there so that the immature, the younger ones in the Lord understand that there's also a price to that calling and there's going to be an accountability to walk in that. It's not just free to anybody however you live. I get very passionate about this because I see too much of the church just really being abusing the beautiful prophetic word and the prophetic office of the Lord. It's not good. Amen. And then what happens is people like your children, our children, can't stand the charismatic church and want, they want nothing to do with it. And they deem them all as hypocrites. And that's not true. And that's not good. And it's not God. We want to we flow in the gifts, of course. We, wanna, we, we honor the offices, of course. But we have to have ears to hear. Just because someone sets themselves up having a reputation or a title, and they're trying to build this reputation, is it truly honoring God? Is it truly, or is it deceiving people, and is it puffing them up? And I'm talking about our reputation in the Lord. Amen. Because we, need, we have choices to make every day, right? And so we want to make sure that our choices line up with the perfect will of God so that we behave in a way that's going to truly bring God honor. So a true prophet from God is going to hear from God and is going to speak from God and is going to speak from from the fear of God and is going to say exactly like Samuel. It was not an easy word to say to Eli. Hey, well, this is what I heard. Your sons are going to die in battle. As a matter of fact, so are you. It was not an easy word for him to deliver to Eli, but he said the truth. Wow. And that's how we are to be, the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord needs to be on the prophetic word or the prophetic office. So we understand that we're leading people unto Christ, unto his leadership. Psalm 106, verse 15. It says, And he gave them their request, but he sent leanness to their souls. Not good. God forbid. People, I just want this. I just want to prophesy. I'm just going to prophesy this. I'm going to prophesy. It's all you. It's all you. But it leads to sin. It leads to more sin. It leads to more deception. It leads to people having egos and big heads. And it leads to power struggles and power, abuse of power, to where people, younger Christians, get mesmerized by some of this. And they get mesmerized, they get pulled in. They prophesied this and they prophesied that. You're getting pulled in. Be careful. Be careful that you're truly hearing the word of God from a vessel that's pure. Because the blessing of God is not on the individual that is all serving themselves. Joseph was serving God. The blessing that was on his life was because he was submitted to the Lord. And we have to live in a way that's submitted. And you got a lot of charlatans that know how to act really wise and crafty. But it's just crafty. It's just crafty. You guys have discernment. We need discernment. 1 Peter 3.16 keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good character, against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of of their slander. So for you, as you walk, keeping a clear conscience, and we are called to walk with the Lord, keeping a clear conscience, so that those that would try to maliciously align your character, that they would be ashamed because it doesn't line up with what others see about you. Your reputation is already established. You're one that serves God. That reputation is always tended to. Remember, I'm not talking about reputation between people, you and people, but in the heavenlies, between how God sees you, between how you and the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. Mark 8, 36, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? But loses his soul. Let every day just be, Lord, I just want to serve you. I want to, uh, What profit? If I gain all this, I get these giftings, I've got all these things, you know, people, are, you know, understanding. They've, they. No, if you lose your own soul, we have to just check our hearts sometimes. Exodus 19, 5 and 6 says, Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on the earth. For all the earth belongs to me, and you will be my kingdom of priests, a holy nation. It always goes back to holiness. So some in the ministry have disqualified and discredited themselves. And it is a sad statement, but it's true. And it continues to happen. Yes, we know that. They've disqualified, they've discredited themselves because of ungodly actions and then not not owning up to their poor Um, their their improper way of repenting and making things right so what is your reputation I think that's a question that we all should be asking how does God see me do others know that Jesus is first and foremost in your life do you surrender daily to his wit to his will because you know our kids are also watching right and our kids are watching fellow believers are watching But most importantly, the Lord does see. In 2 Chronicles 16, 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro throughout the whole earth. I was like that picture because it's like a word picture in my mind, how God's eyes are just like looking over the circle of the earth. He's running, running to and fro. The eyes of the Lord running to and fro all throughout all earth. Why? To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart are loyal to him. Not whose actions or lip service, but whose hearts are loyal to him. So some will misunderstand, misjudge, that happens all the time. It's okay. We don't get concerned or distracted by any of that. We keep our eyes on Jesus, and we do what is right. So Acts 1.8, we're called to be his witnesses. We're called to have the reputation of the king. We're called to be his witnesses, right? In Ephesians 5.1, we're called to be imitators of God. We want to imitate God. We want to act, walk, talk, speak like he does. Philippians 2.7, Jesus emptied himself and made himself of no reputation. And so we are to make ourselves of no reputation of our own. What is this talking about? No reputation of your own. We are to have our lives exemplify the reputation that already has been set by Christ. He emptied himself when he walked on earth. He made himself of no reputation because why? His life pointed to God, his heavenly father. His life pointed to God. That's how he emptied himself of his own reputation. He wasn't trying to, hey, look at me. Look how great I am. Look how obedient I am. Look at how perfect I walk. I'm walking without sin. That was not what he did. He emptied himself. And everything that he did was pointing to the Father. When we want to follow after that, and we should, to empty ourselves, our reputation, it's not about our reputation. It's about the reputation that we exemplify towards him. That's that's what we should be thinking about. That's in our everyday lives. It shouldn't be, you guys, that we hear so much dysfunction in the church. Shouldn't be that we hear so many falling and sexual sins left and right. It shouldn't be that we hear so much about, you know, god ungodly music being brought in and 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 you know, it's more like a club instead of the church instead of the church being pure and holy. It shouldn't be, but it is. That's what we hear a lot about. Let our reputation literally be so laid down that all we do is point to Christ and they let them see Christ in you. That's how we should live. So that they see Christ in us, right? Yes, Lord. So reputation is earned. It's earned as we walk as those that have fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, and those that say, my goodness, Lord, I just want everything. You're watching. You're watching the eyes of the Lord. So let my everyday life, Father, just so glorify you. And if need be, let me speak words. But let my life glorify you. Let my heart's meditation glorify you, because that's where it starts. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So my heart meditation. So do unto me. Let's just pray right now. Father, do unto us whatever is needed that we would be so, just so hungry, craving, craving for the depths of who you are that we would imitate because we know what to imitate. We imitate you, we know your word, so we imitate Christ. Lord, bring conviction wherever it's needed, whenever we feel ourselves being pulled in a fleshly manner in a way that doesn't please you, that's does sure trap to glorify self or glorify others. Lord, we don't want that. Today, we make a commitment. Lord, you've called us to be the remnant. You're, and you're raising the remnant, we know. So, Lord, the work that you're doing in and through us, we want it to be for a lifetime, not just for a season of time. So, yes, Lord, do unto us whatever is necessary. Kill any flesh we submit ourselves unto you. We thank you for the discernment that grows consistently and continually. We thank you that your discernment is growing in us. We thank you that, Lord, we'll see, we understand, we see. When that's not of God, we're not going to touch it. We're not going to go there. We're not going to touch it. Come out from amongst them and be holy, be separate. We're not going to touch it. We won't compromise. We will not compromise. But we'll pray, we'll pray for the body of Christ. We'll speak when you tell us to speak. But we'll also always have eyes to look within and say, Lord, but start here, because judgment starts in the house of God. Yes, Lord, search our hearts first and foremost and let us be people that truly walk with the reputation that we honor God. Let that be our reputation. Will they honor God? Will they have a fear of God? They're sold out for Him. They're committed to Him. People may misjudge and ridicule and critique what they don't understand. That's okay. That's okay. But let our reputation, Lord, in the heavens, Lord, all of heaven, let it be while they honor God. They worship God. They have a fear of the Lord. They're surrendered to God fully in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God.